How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees. And we got a second episode for you guys today talking about Jason Dominguez. This is a player who we think the Yankees should probably keep as a future outfielder um, and maybe not mortgage the future on a big deal for Brian Reynolds or whatever it might be. But we just learned that the Yankees actually included him as a prominent piece in a deal for Luis Castillo um, in exchange for, you know, Dominguez, they wanted Anthony Volpe. We obviously were like, no, 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 we don't want to go that far. We're willing to give you Dominguez and maybe another piece, maybe Gleyber Torres. I think they also you know, probably was included in the deal. But um, end of the day, Yankees decided, nope, we don't want to include more than one of our top prospects. But it does bring up an interesting conversation I, I do want to have regarding the fact that Jason Dominguez, according to uh, Bob Nightingale um, of New Jersey Advanced Media, thinks that, you know, he was a prominent piece in that in that prospective deal. And if they're willing to trade him, or if they were willing to trade him, maybe they're still willing to trade him. And what we think his value is, if we think that they should even consider moving him for a proven commodity, or if they should just stay safe and, and make sure to keep him around for the future, because he has all the tools to become a superstar outfielder at the MLB level. But Ryan, I'll start with you here. Thoughts about Jason Dominguez, thoughts about the fact that the Yankees were willing to deal him just a couple of months ago, and if you think that maybe they're st they still are, if the right deal came across the table, but... Um, it seems like teams want him plus some of our other top prospects, which I think is just a bad idea uh, by management. Yeah, so when you're looking at Jason Dominguez, I mean, he is an absolutely talented prospect. I think tool shed is kind of the way you would describe uh, Dominguez. Last year was a huge year for his development. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about guys who were recently drafted, most notably Spencer Jones, and kind of how he can progress through the minor leagues, or guys like Volpe and Peraza, who, you know, one of them's already de debuted, the other one's kind of on the brink uh, of making the major league level. Uh, but Dominguez had that huge kind of developmental year for him. He's clearly the guy with, you know, that that can really become a superstar. You know, I'm not saying Volpe can't, but there are some tools that Dominguez has, like just an, an ridiculous raw power. You know, he can register exit velocities north of 112 miles an hour. Um, he, he's a switch hitter. He's ridiculously fast. He's got, you know, great tools all around. His contact skills got dramatically better. You know, if you look at his 2022 season with low A Tampa, he had a 27.5% strikeout percentage and a 134 WRC+. plus. He got called up to Hudson Valley with high A. That strikeout percentage went down to 18.5%. And the WRC plus went up to 145. Um, you know, he puts the ball in the air pretty consistently. He fixed some of the ground ball issues he had in 2021, where he had just a 105 WRC plus in low A Tampa. And then in double A, the regular season numbers were not impressive, you know, but it was five games, 59 WRC plus. But then you look at his postseason, he was an absolute monster. I believe his OPS, when you combine his regular and postseason, was well over uh, 800. Uh, he was absolutely remarkable in that postseason for the Somerset Patriots. And if you think about postseason baseball and double a you're not only just playing you know pretty good teams in double a playing the best teams in the eastern league so the competition you're facing is a lot better you're facing guys that are kind of on the brink of major league uh baseball uh that's kind of the first real test for a prospect you know double a is going to be a big test for dominguez next year you know we're going to see whether that postseason was just a hot streak or not but if he's able to put up you know a, a 125 130 wrc plus he, he's going to be a really 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 good player at the major league level um and, and seeing him involved in a deal like castillo for a guy like castillo tells you the yankees are not prospects Prospect huggers. Um, I don't know where the moniker no, that take that take that back, Ryan. They are <laughs> take it back. 
I don't know where the moniker that Brian Cashman is a prospect hugger really came from. You know, the Yankees have dealt a multitude of top 100 prospects. You take the Joey Gallo deal, even the Anthony Rizzo deal, the Yankees traded more prospects in order to make sure they didn't go over the uh, luxury tax threshold they were trying to stay under. I forget which one exactly it was, but I do know that they had the Cubs pay the rest of that contract, so they had to get up a little bit more. Uh, And then the Frankie Montas trade, uh, they gave up Ken Waldachuk, right? Ken Waldachuk was their best pitching prospect. Uh, And if you're looking at a a Castillo trade, looking at potentially offering Jason Dominguez, guys i mean again anthony volpe is very clearly the better prospect but if you're looking at ceiling if you look at ceiling ceiling we're looking at ceiling here um you know jason dominguez is i mean you could argue he's the most talented prospect the yankees have you know the power again the switching abilities there is a lot to love with jason dominguez and it is definitely telling of not only the yankees aggression at that deadline uh but just kind of how good Jason Dominguez is that he was kind of considered as a headliner for a deal that could have brought a guy in like Luis Castillo when he was ultimately traded for a guy who was a consensus top 10 prospect at the time. So, you know, I don't think the Yankees should be aggressive in trying to move Dominguez, but I do think, as you mentioned, it kind of dictates that dictates that if it comes down to it, they're willing to move Dominguez to get a big player in New York. No, Ryan, I also love that you saw my reaction to when he said, I think that Volpe's the... As you all, as you both know, I think that Dominguez is our best prospect. Um, I can't wait until we do the uh, Fireside Yankees episode special where we talk about our top 10 prospects in the organization. Um, it's going to be a really fun one in the near future. But I think Dominguez, like you said, his ceiling is the highest ceiling. I think that this guy, in terms of how he could play, could be a base level Brian Reynolds 2022 type player, where it's like three war almost, two and a half at four, 800 OPS, 830 OPS. And that's insane. And he's going to be a better defender than Brian Reynolds. And he's switch-handed, too. So it's like the only player I would give him up for is the number one ace. Like, I would probably move Dominguez for Tariq Skubal. Like, that's about, like, it. Like, I don't see myself wanting to move him for a number three or a number four in the rotation or bullpen help or a guy that could be a decent outfield bat. Because, look, if we move Dominguez for an outfielder now and he's, like, a 2-3-F-4 outfielder that we acquire, who's to say Dominguez just won't become that in, like, a year or two? He's 19, and he's already in double-A and was like the MVP of the Somerset Patriots championship game because he had two home runs, one from each side, and six RBIs, and he walked, and he stole a base. The dude literally put every tool he has in his bag, or excuse me, tool shed, Ryan, um, on display. And I just, we signed him for five or six million dollars back in 20, uh, back when he was 16, a couple years ago, and we're starting to see and reap the reward from it. He missed the entire 2020 season, as did every prospect, because COVID. And he just bounced back and had a decent season the year after. And then last year, he just put it all together. He's The reason I love what he does is because his, his skill set really translates nicely to the MLB. I mean, when he was 16, he looked like, I'm probably going to look when I'm like 35. And then you add that to the fact that he's got insane power, very quick hands, tons of lower body power and torque, a la Stanton. And he's a good defender. So it's like, I just... I want to hang on to Dominguez at all costs unless we can get like an ace or we can get an outfielder that we know will have control over for a couple years or we know we could extend. Like, that's the thing. At this point, I wouldn't even trade Dominguez for Brian Reynolds. So who would I trade him for? I don't know. Like in terms of the outfield, I, I genuinely couldn't tell you if there's like guys out there that I'm like, oh yeah, I'd really prefer him. Like for example, and that's the other thing with Dominguez that I got to give him tons of credit for. A lot of prospects that are brought over in the international signing pool don't really pan out that well. Like the most recent one I can think of that there was an article on recently was Robert Poisson from the Oakland Athletics. Like they got him, I believe, in 2019 or 2020 for $5 million as a signing bonus, believing he was going to be great, and he hasn't even moved past high A because he's striking out 40% of the time and he's not making contact. 
Dominguez, on the other hand, flew through the ranks last season and is now once again rising up different prospect publications lists. Granted, I think his baseball prospectus has started to lose all their credibility. I think they have him ranked 63rd, which is just way too low. After the season he had, how do you, like, I think they dropped him on their rankings, and maybe they moved him up barely. I think he was 69 going into last season or something. So are they just not watching the same player we are? But I don't know, man. I, I want to see Dominguez and Pinstripes so badly because I know I'm not, I know this comparison was the initial comparison made with the Mick, but what if he is Mickey Mantle for this team? What if we get like eight to 10 seasons of just great baseball out of Jason Dominguez and we just will never know if we trade him? I wouldn't have minded trading him for Castillo because at the time it was a great deal and Castillo is an ace and he, he showed that with the Mariners. But for a lot of other guys, I just say I'd hang up the phone, honestly. Yeah, so here's the thing about Dominguez that really gets me excited about his future. Um, when you look at Dominguez month by month and look at how much he improved and and how he actually got better as he got elevated through and promoted through the farm system. So he starts in low A last year, right? Starts in low A. He struggles the first month. I remember it, too. I remember saying, oh, wow, Dominguez isn't looking so good. He had 71 at-bats in April, hit 225 with a 247 OBP. He, you know, 571 OPS. Everyone's like, oh, you know, maybe he's not that good, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, it's the first month of the season. It, Volpe started the same way. Peraza started the same way. Fast forward to May, right? April ends. April ends. He's like, okay, you know what? Not a good start. Only had one home run. May starts. <laughs> this is crazy. 87 at-bats. Hits four homers with 16 RBIs. Hits 310 with a 419 OBP and 982 OPS. Then June comes around. Guy gets 87 at-bats again. Hits three homers with 11 RBIs. Steals eight bases. Hits 241 with a 30, 30, uh, 395 OPP. And a 797 OPS. And then July, same thing. You know, it hits the 285, uh, 258 rather, with a 355 OBP. You know, August comes around. He's getting elevated again. He's hitting 323 with a 429 OBP and 902 OPS. September comes around. As you said, so much at Patriots Championship team. He plays the entire month, almost the entire month of September um, with double A and Somerset. His 313 with a 413 OBP and 1.129 OPS has seven home runs, including two in that last game and 18, home, 18 RBIs, three stolen bases. He had 13 stolen bases the month of August, by the way. The guy absolutely freaking crushed. Now, what's also pretty cool... Um, against right-handed pitching as a lefty, he hit 282 with a th uh, 389 OBP and 846 OPS. He was really good as a lefty last year. His right-handed pitch, his right-handed uh, batting was not as good. Hit 241, 331 OBP, still solid enough. But his left as a lefty, he's excellent. He's an excellent lefty hitter as a really good power. Um, he was actually hit by four pitches, which is interesting. He must be a little bit closer to the plate on that side or just kind of throwing batters off, but uh, he was Nemo. tremendous. <laughs> and another thing I want to I want to point out, against older pitchers, I don't know exactly how baseball reference like categorizes younger versus older pitchers, but older pitchers theoretically should have more experience, should be a little bit better. Against older pitchers, he hit 382 with a 464 slugging, 845 OPS and 382 OBP. The guy just got freaking better and better as the season went on. And that's what you want to see from your star prospects. He went from low A to double A and didn't skip a B. In fact, he got better in, in, with Somerset comparably uh, to, to his low A numbers. And, and that's just remarkable. You know, you, sometimes you just got to look at those numbers and say, you know what? I don't want to give this guy away just yet because, was he 20 years old? He's, he's really young. Not even. He's super he's young. And 
He's he's 19, and there's a very realistic chance he ends up in AAA this season. And if he does end up in AAA and he does end up mashing next year, you're talking about him being elevated and maybe taking over center field or at least competing during spring training like Volpe is now, competing in spring training alongside whoever the hell they have on the roster because Bader could be gone. He's in the final year of his deal. Um, you know, he's going to be hitting the free agent market. Maybe they don't sign him back. Maybe the Yankees are saying, we want, we want – Dominguez to be called up and be that guy, be our center fielder of the future. Even if we give him that job at a young age, we think he can develop and he can catch on pretty quickly. There's a pretty realistic chance that happens, in my opinion. And I think if the Yankees want to do that, Jason Dominguez should be off limits unless they're going for a legitimate star. And look, Luis Castillo is an ace-level pitcher. He's much better than Frankie Montas. We all wanted him. But they wanted Volpe and Dominguez, which is just ridiculous. And I think Cashman and management did the right thing by saying, fuck off, respectively. So... You know, that's that's kind of my take. But, Ryan, I'll give you an opportunity. Looking at Dominguez, how he elevated his numbers, does that get you excited for the future? Because, personally, I think that you got to give him a chance at the majors before anything. He's so young. Even if he struggles a little bit, his, his value still is maintained, in my opinion. Yeah, so, you know, kind of one of the points that uh, Nick made where it's like you kind of just want to see him with the Yankees at some point. We're so far into this, and, and there's so much hype surrounding Jason Dominguez. It's like it'd be kind of disappointing. And I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't trade him for Brian Reynolds. You know, ultimately, if it comes down to it, you know, you, the Pirates go, okay, a package headlined by Brian, by Jason Dominguez gets you Brian Reynolds. Yeah, this team, you know, the, Garrett Cole isn't getting any, any younger. John Carl Stanton isn't getting any younger. Aaron Judge isn't getting any younger. You know, all those guys are over 30. You know, I'm not I'm not going to throw away a chance to win a World Series with those guys and have everyone in their prime, uh, you know, because of the prospect of what Jason Dominguez could be. Uh, but we're kind of so far into the Jason Dominguez tenure, into the hype, that's like, man, it would really suck that after all of this, we never got to see him play for the Yankees. We never got to know. You know what I mean? Um, but one big thing that I really, really, really love about Jason Dominguez is how he performed against breaking pitches. He had a 399 expected weight on base average, which takes into uh, account your quality of contact. So think of how hard you hit the ball uh, and then your strikeouts and walks against that pitch. If you strike out a lot against the pitch and don't walk a lot against that uh, a certain pitch, your ex-wobble will be bad. So plate discipline definitely matters. 399 is really good, right? Think of it scaled like on base percentage. You would view an on base percentage of 399 to be elite. So Jason Dominguez was elite against breaking balls that season in the minor leagues. And this is across multiple levels. And then he doesn't chase a lot, 25% chase rate. Uh, the strikeout rate was, as you guys mentioned, you know, it got better. That's a big thing there. His con his ability to make contact improved. Um, he has really good sprays. Again, he knows how to lift the ball pretty well. Um, oh, again, 112.7 one max exit velocity. That's really good. I mean, this dude's an absolute monster power-wise. He's going to go out there and crush baseballs. And, you know, being a switch hitter, being an outfielder, as you guys mentioned, Bader's not going to not gonna be guaranteed to be the, a Yankee after 2023. You know, not saying he will or won't be but man I mean you look at Jason Dominguez's profile man his unlike other prospects like you know look at Wells Peraza and Volpe where a lot of those guys rely on their abilities to pull the uh, ball in the air you know their raw power isn't necessarily elite though Wells is pretty good Dominguez absolutely wipes all of them in raw power it's, it's not close right like his raw power tool is significantly better so when you look at raw power tool right that's kind of something you're looking at for definitive you know separating guys from really good players to like superstars right what separates an Aaron Judge from from you know some of the other really good players in the league is he's just a freak when it comes to power like there's no one comparable to him Stan compared to other guys it's the same situation you think of the Shohei's of the world the Mike Trout's you know there are a few guys who become generational superstars and do so without incredible raw power at some point in their career so 
Jason Dominguez, man, uh, the the ceiling, the ceiling really is exciting. And as you guys mentioned, he's young, he's 19. The dude's going to be playing double A baseball before he's able to drink. You know what I mean? Like he'd be playing triple A baseball before that point. Like it's crazy to think about. So um, we could be looking at 2024 debut for Jason Dominguez and he can kind of be a lot of the things the Yankees have been looking for for a very long time. Last year was huge for him. This year's even more, uh, it means even more for him, right? This kind of determines what his ceiling could be, right? If he goes out and crushes double A and, and as you mentioned, he gets a triple A during the season and he demolishes triple A has time to adjust and we see a linear progression there um I'm sorry he's going to be ranked as one of the 10 best prospects in baseball he'll, he'll shoot up prospect boards he's only 19 again so you know even being I, I believe prospects had him in their top 60 being top 60 at the age of 19 is pretty impressive enough um so you know big year next year can push him into that maybe top 20 range and really establish him as one of the best uh, prospects in the league I don't think his value has completely we've seen the peak of his value yet you know that's another thing I didn't want I don't know if I want to trade him just yet because I think he could become even more valuable at the deadline. Like, imagine Jason Dominguez reaching AAA, and now he's a piece at the deadline, and you're like, yeah, what player am I... What, the list of players you would trade him for shrinks, right? And the list of teams that can offer you a player good enough to uh, warrant a Jason Dominguez shrinks. And then the chance of him making the major leagues is significantly higher. The chance of him becoming a star is significantly higher. So, very excited for next year for Jason Dominguez. I think we can all agree um, that... Uh, as great as Luis Castillo is, a part of us is still kind of glad he's still with the organization. Part of us? All of us, Ryan. Me. All of me. I am very happy that Jason Dominguez did not get dealt for Luis Castillo. I mean, look, if he, even if he ends up going down the... like, let's, I'm, I'm just going to give a hypothetical for a, a player equivalent for Jason Dominguez in the league right now. If Dominguez has a Luis Robert career, we would be, all be thrilled. Robert was caught up when he was 22 years old, struggled a bit in his first season... Then the year after that, puts up a 155 WRC+. Then last year, he puts up a 111 WRC+, as he battled some injuries. If we can see J Jason Dominguez turn into Luis Robert, every fan base, every fan in the Yankees fan base would be ecstatic. Like, this is, this is the guy we're comparing him to. We're comparing him to these elite upper echelon players. It's not like, oh, you know, Jason Dominguez could be, like, maybe Aaron Hicks' levels worth of good. Like, no, we're, like, talking about, like, Hall of Fame players, some of the greatest players to play, some of the most talented in the league. And I will say one thing about Dominguez. Like you said, Alex, you also hinted at this. His first month, he was not very good. And, of course, what that means is that the man, the myth, the legend, one of the greatest writers out there, Randy Miller, decided to take shots at him after that first month where he's saying he doesn't have the hustle. It doesn't look like he's going to put it all together. He's not a great teammate. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? This is called talking out of your ass, Randy. And then Jason Dominguez went on to have four months, five months of elite baseball and got caught up to two different levels. So it's like, at what point do you just say, hey, let this kid play, let him work out the kinks, and we'll see what we can get from it. And that's, if we trade Dominguez before he even cracks AAA or before he even gets a shot at the major league roster, and yet we actively give like guys like IKF, Aaron Hicks, Donaldson, the, like endless chances with this team because they've been in the league, I'm going to be pissed. Like, at what point do you just say, hey, experience and age truly doesn't mean anything at this point. This guy's better than you. And I want to see that, maybe not this year, because that is definitely wishful thinking. But 2024, Aaron Hicks should be off the team if we're being real. IKF will not be back. Donaldson's coming off the books. So we're going to have, in theory, three pieces on the bench that need to be filled. And who's to say Jason Dominguez can't be one of them? Like, I just think we need to give him a little bit more time. He's going to be 20 when he plays this season. And when he comes up, he could be 21 years old. Like, this kid is going to be a superstar. We just need to let it unravel and develop. And if we pull the trigger on a trade, it's got to be for an elite player. And I don't want it to be for a Brian Reynolds. I'm sorry. 
I know Brian Reynolds is a good player, very good player, honestly. But one, he can't play center field defensively. He's terrible. Two, last season was not great, and he's had this now, I believe, two years in a row where he starts off really slowly, then gets hot. So if we're going to like live with Reynolds starting off slowly, can we live with Dominguez starting off slowly? Like, come on. I don't know. I love Jason Dominguez. He's been my favorite prospect in the organization since the minute we signed him. And also, is there a cooler nickname in baseball than the Martian? Like, come on. Certainly not. And, and I'll take it one step further. Um, you, you mentioned, like, can we live with the fact that Jason Dominguez starts slowly? Like, if we're going to start Aaron Hicks and watch him struggle for the majority of the year, are you, are you freaking year? kidding me? I would, I would gladly watch Dominguez struggle for a month just so we can avoid ever having to play Aaron Hicks again. Um, I'd rather watch Oswaldo Cabrera struggle for that matter next year to start the year instead of using Hicks because we know Cabrera has upside. Right. We know Cabrera has upside. We know Hicks on the back end. He's, he's trending down. Cabrera's trending up. We don't even know what his ceiling is. I'd rather give a guy with talent and potential a chance to really reach that instead of hope for the best for a, a commodity that we know is not going to be extravagant. He's going to be average at best. And Dominguez, I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think he's going to be playing at the majors probably in a smaller role next year. He'll probably get an opportunity um, next season, similar to how they've utilized Peraza, similar to how they utilize, they'll utilize Volpe this year. Um, I think he's going to have earned it by that point. I think in AAA, if he's getting on base at a 34% clip and he's hitting 240 and he's mashing like 15 homers up next year, I think that you're going to see him get called up in August. And I think you're going to see him get some opportunities to mitigate some fatigue down the stretch. And then maybe 2025, you see him as an everyday starting center fielder. Maybe they have him if he crushes and he gets elevated to AAA this year. Maybe he gets an opportunity in spring training. He improves and he shows he's got it. And maybe they're like, you know what? Maybe we don't need to go and sign a center fielder. Maybe we just use this extremely cheap player that's 21 years old and is about to kick some serious ass in the future and let him just iron out his deficiencies um, in real time. So... Definitely like some thoughts to Soto, consider, dude. my Honestly, friends. Honestly, he could be Soto. I mean, like that if he's would be a two eighty, three eighty, four eighty player, five hundred player, with his defense, because he's a much better defender than Juan Soto ever was. He could be a five six F four player, like per season. That's why. That's what I'm saying. His ceiling is love so unbelievably high that we can't just say, ah, fuck it. Here's the first good player they offered us for because uh, for Dominguez. Let's do that deal. That's why I'm like, I'm glad that Cashman is like, all right. Pittsburgh, you guys want four of our top prospects? No, go to hell and offer him six years, $75 million. See how, see how far that gets you guys. And we saw Reynolds already immediately requested a trade. It was like, yeah, bye. I don't want to be here. So at what point did Pittsburgh just say, hey, we're, we have to lower our asking price if we want to get something for him. And then boom, Dominguez is off the board in terms of that trade. So we get to hang on to him and we could potentially get Reynolds. Like, I love what Ryan said. I wanted to wrap this up with that. I love what Ryan said earlier where it's like, during the season, his value could rise and other players' values could fall to where they may meet more in the middle. Like, maybe we see, and I know this is a, an absurd potential like thing for me to propose, but if the Padres are struggling at the deadline, you know they're going to probably want to look to move Manny because you know he's going to opt out of his contract. So maybe we're like, hey, we'll give you Dominguez for Manny Machado for half a season, and then we'll try to go to the like drawing board and extend him. But that's the thing that you don't know with baseball. Like, no one could have predicted a couple years ago we'd see some guys get moved. Like, when Trey Turner and Max Scherzer got dealt to the Dodgers, I was, like, shook. I was like, are you kidding me? How are we doing this? How is that, how is that happening? So you never know with baseball. You never know how the season will progress. And, again, if Jason Dominguez starts off hot, has three elite months of baseball, he will be a consensus top 40, top 30 prospect in the league.
yeah, I'm really excited to see what he can accomplish. But guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Jason Dominguez. If you think that he can take that big step forward, when you think he should get an opportunity in the majors, always happy to hear uh, your opinions down below. Make sure to have a fantastic rest of your day, a fantastic week ahead. Like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.